0: Welcome to the Church at the Springs podcast. The Springs exist to lead our generation to God and connect people to a community of Christ followers who change their world. To learn more about us, visit thesprings.net. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, my name is Jacob. I'm one of the pastors here. And we are wrapping up this series, Overflow. And I think it's perfect timing because, man, we are in a season of overflow. It was like overflow of candy and trick-or-treating. And then we've got an overflow of turkey and mashed potatoes. Praise the Lord. Uh, And then we've got an overflow of gifts as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Christmas is only 42 days away. I know if you weren't stressed out before, now you are. But how do you experience overflow when everything around you is a little overwhelming? Because that's the season we're in. It is joyful, but it is not always peaceful. Overflow is defined as a slow build, an excess filling and overrunning. Think of it like an infinity pool. Whereas overwhelming and overwhelm is a sudden surge engulfing everything around it and almost like a flash flood. Now, I don't know about you, but we experienced uh, my wife and I overwhelm this past Thursday. If you have kids, you know that uh, all of the schools in Marion County closed down for the storm, and it was overwhelming. We had a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and a two-year-old. All at home, we're trying to work. uh, And I think, so we ran out of activities for the boys at about 7.15 a.m. We broke up 18 fights, cooked five meals that went completely uneaten. Uh, It was, I think, like the only thing overflowing from us uh, was our insanity. But most of us live in this mode of like flash flood of being overwhelmed by everything around us. Whether we're juggling tension in our finances, in our relationships, in our marriages, whatever it is. How do we find grace and blessing overflowing when things around us are overwhelming? Romans fifteen thirteen says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3.10 talks about a material overflow. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good Wine, You see, abundance and blessing and overflow is what God desires for you and I, both spiritually and physically, both material and immaterial. But how do you get that when you're feeling overwhelmed? We see a perfect picture of overflow and blessing in the early church of Acts, where they experienced overflow of blessing, even though their circumstances were very tense. I mean, they just saw their savior, Jesus, who they followed and worshiped and devoted their lives to be beaten to death and hung on a cross. And the book of Acts starts with the resurrected Jesus spending 40 days with his disciples, rallying them around a common mission, which is where we have to start to experience overflow, is that overflow starts with unity. It starts with unity. We see this in the early church, Acts 4.32 says, all the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. You see, the prerequisite for peace is unity, unity of heart and mind. And you can be united physically without having unity. You can be united physically without having unity. I mean, did, did anyone ever fight with their brothers or sisters growing up? Was I the only one? It was like battle royale growing up with my brothers. But that, I mean, you could just ask, did anyone even have brothers or sisters? Because if you had them, you argued. I saw something uh, that parents were doing. It was called a, a get along shirt. And what they would do is if two siblings were quarreling, they would put them in this shirt and bind them together physically. I think we've got a picture of it. That's it, that's the get along shirt. (laughs) I'm telling you, if those were my boys, one of them would not leave that shirt alive. Those two may be united physically, but I promise there is no unity there. Acts 4.33 says that the apostles testified Powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. God's blessing abundance was overflowing. And this was a new concept for them. You see, in the Old Testament, God's forgiveness and blessing happened through sacrifice and physically going to the temple in the Old Testament. And what this is fulfilling is a prophecy that the prophets talked about in the Old Testament, that God would bring a new temple that would overflow within each and every one of us. Jesus is saying that the church is not a location anymore, but a people. I mean, have you heard this saying? It's like a nursery rhyme. If you grew up in church, uh, you may know this. You can say it with me, but it's, but it's like, uh, here is the church. Right? Here is the steeple, open the doors and see all the people. That's right. But what Jesus came along and he's saying, that's not true. You see, he's saying, here's the church, here's the steeple, you open the doors and you see the church. The church is not a building. The church is a gathering of people. It's not where we sit, but it's where we go. It's not a pastor, but a people. It's not a building, but a building up of the people. And Jesus says that upon this rock, I will build my church and the powers of hell will not stop it. See, the church is just a pile of rocks built on the rock of Jesus because of what he did on a cross and the powers of hell cannot stop it. And he died on a cross so that we might have a relationship with him. When you become a Christ follower, you are the church. It's grace and abundance and blessing overflowing even when you're overwhelmed and if you haven't started a relationship with the God of the universe and said yes to what he did and the gift he made for you and I in dying on the cross for each and every one of us, you could do that right here and right now. Will you bow your heads with me? If that's you here in this place and you want to start a relationship with the God of the universe, and build your life on the rock of Jesus, all you have to do is pray this prayer, not out loud, but just between you and God. And just say, dear God, I know that I have sinned. I ask that you forgive my sins. Come into my heart, be the leader and savior forever. And it is in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And if you prayed that prayer on that connect card that Thomas talked about, check the box, I committed my life to Christ. When we leave here, you can drop that that connect card in the basket as you leave, but you are now part of the church. And that's what they experienced in Acts is that they rallied around a common mission together and it spread like wildfire. It started with unity but it spread through generosity overflow spreads through generosity through how we live our lives the new testament church in jerusalem was a giving church acts 4:34 says that there were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. People read that and they think, well, that's great, but that kind of sounds like communism. And I just want you to know that that's not communism at all. You see, communism says what's yours is mine and I'm going to take it. Christianity says what's mine is yours and I will freely give it. And there is a difference. And that's what we're called to be as the church. See, this was not forced or required. It was contagious generosity. And because of it, the church grew rapidly from 120 to 3,000 in one day. Uh, Conservative estimates from scholars believe that the city of Jerusalem had 100,000 people in it. And over 50,000 were new Christ followers united around a mission and living generously half of the city because they were united and they were living generously they were caring for those in need because the church is not a building but it is people carrying out the function of the building and i know here in america we have this idea that the government owes us or or prepares and distributes welfare. I don't know if you found this out yet, but the government is pretty bad with money. $1.4 trillion in debt, bad with money. I hope that makes you feel better. But you see the government took over welfare only because the church failed doing it. The government took over welfare only because the church stopped being able to do it, which I believe is one of the most heartbreaking epitaphs of the church, that we could not function together, united and living generously to take care of those with need. A friend of mine asked me a pretty sobering question. He said, if the springs were gone tomorrow, would Ocala miss it? And I thought well yeah you know my gut reaction over 3500 people across three campuses yeah yeah the the Ocala would miss the springs and he said no not not would the springs miss the springs but would Ocala miss the springs It's a pretty heavy question You see it's hard for us to imagine what we could do on mission together It's pretty difficult for us to get a visual of all of us as a people moving together in one place at one time, making an impact in Ocala. Well, today we are going to do it. Right here, right now, we are about to do it. Let me paint you a picture of Marion County. Marion County, which is Ocala, Bellevue, and Danellon has a population of 385,915 people. The poverty line, if you're a family of five is 32,000. 32,000 or less a year for a family of five. If you're a family of four, it's 27,000, a family of three, 23,000 or less. And in Marion County, by the latest census, 65,606 moms, dads, and kids live below that line. Even beyond that, over 14,000 kids, newborns to 13 year old kids, over 14,000 are food insecure, which means they don't know where their next meal is coming from. Thanksgiving is coming up, Christmas is coming up and we have 66,000 people in Marion County that don't know if they have anything to eat. And church, we are going to do something about it. We are going to do something right here, right now. I talked to Interfaith this week, their shelves are empty. No turkeys, no canned goods, uh, no fruits, no vegetables there in a 100,000 pound deficit of food to feed 66,000 people this season. And we have an opportunity to be united around a mission and to live generously. So what that means for me and you right here, right now, we're about to end service early. And I know someone's like, man, I came to church on the right day. <laughs> we have shopping lists for you. If we move in mass, Ocala will never be the same. That deficit that faith has will no longer exist because of how you and I live generously like Jesus did. And we are going to do that. So the Publixes know that you're coming. We have two locations, the Publix in the Shores and the Publix at Parkview Commons. They have everything ready for you on pallets. You can just grab and go. We have a shopping list as you leave. We are going to move together as a body. Are you in church? some ground rules. If you have kids in Springs kids, please don't leave them there. (laughs) Please pick up your children. The people of Publix know that you're coming. We have interfaith food trucks at each of the Publix. All three campuses are doing this today for their communities. Be nice to the people at Publix. Alright? And lastly, you get to do this Together and Ocala and the Springs will forever talk about this moment. Will you stand as I pray for you? Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that we have an opportunity to make a difference, to be your hands and feet, God, as we go and serve our community. God, I pray that you use us and that you change Ocala through us because of you. And it is in the mighty and miraculous name of Jesus. Amen. Go and be the church. Thank you for listening to the Church at the Springs podcast. If you were encouraged by this message, be sure to leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you're in the area, join us on Sundays. For times and locations, visit thesprings.net. And again, thank you for listening to the Church at the Springs podcast.